Yes, Graham Bennett, please. Yes, Mr. Bennett, uh, my name is John McPherson uh, with uh, Camel City Chat, and I was calling, uh, was wondering if you might be interested in doing our show. You, you would? Okay, when would... Now? Uh, okay, we're on our way. Thank you so much, sir. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, welcome to Camel City Chat, and I am here with my guest, Graham Bennett. And I, I really appreciate you seeing us so quickly. Of course, yeah. that, that, that intro for you is something that um, we thought of months and months ago before we even had a chance. We have a mutual friend, uh, Rob Hill, and um, then of course, uh, uh, was it Haywood? Uh, got us together, right. so thanks for doing this. It really means a lot to me. You bet. Yeah, so my pleasure. Yeah, well, you know, 1929 is where we, we're going to start back at, but before we do that, i got to ask you a couple questions I ask all my guests. Yeah, shoot. Where are you from? Yep. How long you been here? All right, from born and bred Winston-Salem. All right. Uh, born in 1952. Okay. Uh, went to Chapel Hill. Uh, my first job was in Raleigh right. from probably 75, graduated 75 to 78, right. and that's uh, fond memories. That's where I met my wife, and everybody remembers their first job, you know, and then came back here in October of 78 and been with the company ever since. Right. Yeah. And now, um, did you work for the company some in grade school and high school and all that kind of stuff? Every summer. Okay. I was going to say, your first job. You, burner service. <laughs> construction, whatever the uh, the grunt work, that's what we did. And, Tie line, oh, taking the trash it. cans out, of the, all that's that stuff. It. Yeah. And that was before convenience stores, so right. it was all service stations and fuel oil and burner service, and and we did our own construction back then, and they loved putting me on the tamp, because the tamp was bigger than I was, and if you didn't balance it just right, it was like riding a bronchin bull. So mm -hmm. I think they sold tickets to give the give Graham the chance at the tamp, you know. That's hilarious. It is, uh, it's interesting growing up in a family business. Um, uh, you, you will have someone here that knows that you worked harder than you would have worked for anybody else and that the expectations set on you were higher than anybody else. And I, I always love it when someone goes, oh, oh I mean, they, he's working there because, you know, uh, his family. Yeah, you don't know. I was, I, how many times were you fired by your dad? You know, that's an interesting story. Because oh, I got it. I got numbers for me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I never worked directly for him. Right. Which uh, was by design. He always put me with somebody. But I started working with the company. My first job was in the eighth grade. Okay. Vanna Shell, Bill Kimbrough was the dealer. Mm -hmm. It's funny how you remember right. stuff like that. And that was a full service, st service station out at Pop Town. Right. And uh, I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday in eighth grade. I made $5 a day. I thought I was the richest guy there ever was. And that was back when they had green stamps, full service. You washed your cars, you took the cars back, you brought them back. And uh, I was taught that when that bell rang, 
Nobody really knows what full service is, but you run across. Yeah, you got. Thing. He's and getting the, ready to get his license and, in a week, <laughs> so right. yeah. When the bell rang, you ran to the car. You didn't walk to the car, and that's when your oil changed. You checked the tires. You opened the hood. You did it all. But mm -hmm. uh, and come to find out, when he would pick me up on Sunday, I always saw him talking to uh, Mr. Kimbrough. And uh, then he, uh, Mr. Kimbrough would come talk to me and say, well, you did a good job. That's when we actually did our, chopped our own ice. We had blocked ice, you chopped it, and that's oh, back man. in the old days. And, right. uh, and come to find out, Dad was paying him $15 to work me. <laughs> so, so Mr. Kimbrough had free labor and had, had no idea until years later when Dad said, yeah, I had to, we did that just to, so that goes back to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go two ways with the boss's son, the easy way or the hard way. And the hard way is the only way to walk in somebody else's shoes. And Dad was always taught me that uh, you just, it's a curse sometimes to be the boss's son. And if you don't think that, you got to outwork everybody. But this is the, either it works really well with a father-son or it doesn't. And there's generally no gray area, but I never remember one harsh word between me and my father in my young career right. all the way when I took over the company. And uh, You were a good kid. I got fired, I think, at least three times. No, I wasn't a good kid. Yeah. I, was, I made more mistakes than you can imagine. But he always had, uh, what did you learn by it? Right. Now, if I made the four, fourth mistake in a row, then we'd have a different conversation. But uh, he always said, what did you learn by it? What did you learn? So that was a, it was, it was a very pleasant experience. Yeah, um, my dad's 97, and uh, I get the benefit of he comes back now once a month and works with me. He helps me do one of my mailings. How cool is yeah, that? So he he compl he doesn't pay me anything, and he says he's gonna give me a raise and all that <laughs> stuff. I'm like, Dad, you, you want me to pay it? No, I don't want anything. I just well, I wouldn't be able to complain about it if you yeah, didn't yeah, tell. That's you know, right. But that's uh, right. so it's a lot of fun, and yeah, but no, I mean the reasons that I, I'm, I'm kidding about getting fired. I mean, you know, I came home one, I came in one time and said, "Well, you told me so and so is waiting on me, and they're not there." He goes, "What? You accused me of lying to you?" Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, no, Dad, I didn't go on home some. Yeah, that's um, right. But uh, it is, it's. You're never going to hear from me. Oh well, if your dad, you know, no, you don't. People, you don't know what it's like to work for family. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes working with family, you you have people that work for you that are family that don't really even do their jobs too. We've heard that about stuff too. Well, that's the that's a tough one. Uh, I've gotten I've had peers in business that uh, uh, that's a, a family dynamics and all that. But the the way to do it is just if they're not. Have that, if they don't have the aptitude or the work ethic, uh, don't try it. Right. You got to nip it in the bud from the very beginning. All right, back to some questions. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> you I want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, what is your favorite place to eat in Winston? You know, uh, I tell you, you can't beat Village Tavern. I right. think that's just a good, uh, just a good, good one. Uh, River Birch on Robin Hood is a good one. Another good one, yeah. You know, if you're looking for a higher end, uh, to me, you can't beat Ryan's. Right. That's just a good old stable. Now, if you're looking for a good pizza, try the thin pizza at Vincenzo's, and that's been around since I was in high school, so on, off Robin Hood, that's a good pizza. I think all of us has beaten it. Uh, Vin, I mean, didn't you go to the prom? Like, <laughs> yeah, I went that's to the prom it. to Vincenzo's yeah, or, right. or Paul's, you know, yeah, fancy. Yeah, right. But, uh, all right, and then what do you like to do? 
You know, you like to go down to Bailey Park and throw the frisbee. You like, you know, what, what yeah. do your family like to do? Yeah, I'm an outdoors guy. I love okay. to hunt and fish. Okay. Uh, mainly just an uh, excuse to be outdoors right. and, and see the world go back. And there's and usually not cell service there. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's another good one. But uh, anything outdoors and is where I enjoy my life. You fly fish? I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm getting ready to go. Okay. Oh, that's what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's cool. right. Yeah. I um, um I haven't been uh I don't th I think I went one time last year, but I'm, I'm I need to go. Yeah, it's just getting in the I mean, I love the cold water feel up to about right here yeah, and just That's it. Yeah. Nobody bothering you. It's exactly. Really nice. yeah. yeah. It's like quail hunting or trout fishing or it's more about the process than right. the catching or the no, nobody do it if it they had to eat and live right. off of it. Right. That's true. So 1929. Yeah. A couple guys get together in December and what the heck happens? <laughs> and think about it. They do it during the 1929. Yeah, right. Just a depression start, going on. Right. But yeah. it was uh, uh, started by two gentlemen, my grandfather, Burt Bennett Sr., mm -hmm. and a fellow named Joe Glenn, and they were first cousins, I think. Okay. <laughs> I knew they were relatives, but first cousins. And uh, they started it, and it was a uh, was fuel oil, right? but they were also the first ones to bring shell oil to North Carolina. Okay. And uh, 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 they started with the old scallops uh, shape, and my grandfather and Joe Glenn actually designed it and patented it. It's not a shell design, it's just a quality oil design. Last one is on, as you know, Peachtree and Walltown Street. How many and were there? I think 15 to 20 of them at one time. And they were all you alls? Or oh, they yeah. Were, okay. Oh, no, no. It was all 100% us. Okay, so the so if you've been to the um, the Shell Station that is now a historical monument, right. um, uh, there were originally 15 or so of them, um, and your family company here right. uh, designed that, patented it, and, right. and that's the last one. The last one, and... Uh, North Carolina Historical Society. We actually have got a little museum inside, right. uh, and it's well preserved on the outside and well cared for. Right. Uh, and the neighborhood has embraced it, and that's their their uh, historical connection. And it's a lot of people go by it. I love bringing the shell people, the the big shots from Houston. Right, they'll come in and. Uh, they, you know, they pretend like they're coming to see us, but they really want to get a picture beside that shell or scallop it, station. It's so a, they all go over it's there. It's amazing to me too, because you know, you what you said, um, th that's a lift over to the side, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a drive-on lift. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You drive on lift. Yeah. It's but, not a lift. It's just yeah. you drive up. Right. So then just get just enough clearance <laughs> to get underneath it. But the thing that's amazing to me is is that actually is very very well preserved in that area. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know. Uh, and and a lot of cars stop each day, mm -hmm. and um, it's it's just one of those neat. This thing's buzzing. Um, it's one of those neat things that um, uh, I always try and take people by to see. Mm -hmm. And um, I wish there was, you know, I almost wish there was more stuff around that 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 you know could you know like if you you know even did more of a museum, but because uh, it's it's not that big inside. No, no, it's uh, big as this little table almost. Yeah. yeah. And that was a, a functioning station. A functioning station. Where'd they go to the bathroom? There's a little bathroom in there. Yeah. It's a small one, but it's there. There is not. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to do a visit there yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'll take cool. you over there. Right, it's, cool. It is pretty neat. And the, uh, the neighborhood is put the word out. Yeah. Uh, don't misbehave. Right. So, you know, they kind of watch over it for us. That's so cool. Great neighborhood. Yeah. 
Because a lot of times in any in any area, people that will will take advantage of something like that. Because it's, I mean, but it's so historic and it's so well, beautiful. Well, pretty uh, pretty expensive artifacts outside. Those old right. pumps aren't cheap and right. hard to find. So, but they've been uh, left alone. Cool. Yeah. Right. Now, so I don't think everybody knows what you all do, and mm -hmm. this is what blows me away. I, I have a friend that worked for you. He's since retired, um, Rob, and it's like you do what? And then. Um, uh, you know, so I, I guess we want to start the process of 1929. We do fuel oil. Now, what what is fuel oil defined yeah. as when we start out? Is that gas stations? Is that home oil? What yeah. what is it? Yeah, it's uh, fuel oil that you heat your homes with. Okay, and we were on Howlett Street for a little while, but uh, we really had Renolda uh, uh, and Northwest Boulevard, okay. where the there's a hamburger joint there now. The gas station hamburger places? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that's where we were. Well, okay. uh, gas station on the bottom with bays and gasoline, and the top floor was my father's office and Jimmy Glenn's office, and behind it, as you moved toward uh, Pleasant's Hardware, if you remember, right. all that was the fuel oil thing, and that was before natural gas lines, so everybody, everybody heated their house with fuel oil, so it was a big deal, and... Uh, what a great, I mean, you're, you're yeah. opened up right there to the park and everything, yeah. you're sitting right, right there, right. and uh, so much stuff's going on, I mean, you got uh, um, the porches over there now, I mean, yeah, all these it. wonderful got boots it. and, and yeah. everything, that's and it. that was it, that was the corner of the hub. And then, you know, you go from fuel oil, then we bring shell gasoline, which is, and then we start building stations, Right. and back then it was all base stations, you put a dealer in there. Uh, he ran it, sold the gasoline, and it was consignment. You'd stick the tank every day or read the meters or whatever. Well, you stuck the tank. It really wasn't meter reading in, in the right. old days, but old mechanical pumps, uh, no electronic at all. And uh, so that, that then it morphed into, I'm going to say, 70s. It started morphing into some self-service stations that people, what, what is that all about? Who would ever go to a self-service when you, but it did. And then it morphed into convenience stores. Right. Rather than bays, you had convenience stores. And, and what's a dealer? Explain. So yeah. you own the building and everything, and then you put someone else in to run the company there? Yeah, uh, several things that were funny. It's, uh, but everybody understands convenience stores. Right. You, you own everything. It's fee simple land. You own everything. It's just a full operation. Every employee is a quality oil employee. That's right. a typical convenience store. And that's really what we do mostly of. But we also have these traditional service stations, like the one in front here, right. uh, called Parkway Shell. And it's, uh, we own the land, own the building, we lease it to a dealer, uh, owner-operator of such, and he pays us for the gasoline, but he also rents the building and the bay is out, and it's his operation. It's totally his operation, with right. our help. So, just like any other you know, uh, shoebox that you're going to rent to run yep. your store. That's, exactly, okay. and that that that's a represents maybe ten percent of our retail, maybe a little less, but it's an important historical piece. It's still viable in its own right. Yeah. And in the late seventies, we got into the self service business. And I'm going to ask you to hold that thought. Yep, go ahead. You know what time it is. We're going to take a quick break, and you are not going to believe all of the things that Quality Oil is involved with in changing our community. We'll be right back with more Camel City Chat. Welcome back to Camel City Chat. And I, I mean, 
I'm just still, again, so thankful that you would do this with us. We're, you know, it's, it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, company that you guys have. And, of course, my guest is Graham Bennett. You were president of Quality Oil. Um, and uh, we were talking about uh, the, the service station. Of course, we, we talked uh, off, off camera about a, uh, an owner-operator because I was asking if that's what you were talking about. And then now um, uh, convenience stores were... Or just, you know, because that was something that, that K&S competed with a little bit was the convenience store sure. in a sense, too. Right, right. And, I, you know, at some point we were we we had a working relationship uh, because you guys had magazines in your we stores. Did. And we so did. Piedmont News, you know, you're one of our accounts. <laughs> That's right. Um, so but tell me, t let's let's keep on going down that strip before we get to some of the crazy stuff. Yeah, that people sure. understand. You know, then, then uh, uh, you know, the old dealers style stations and then it morphed into some self-service and then morphed into convenience stores right and back then it was like mini mart so you know the convenience stores were under the canopy with two sets of pumps beside of it and then it became bigger bigger stores and we of what we see today and what we're building today bigger stores with food service and I'll get to that in a minute but in the six uh, 70s we actually were enamored with self-service at that time and uh, we said well what can we do to be distinctive and there we invented something called the gas house. We call them quality pluses today. Right. And we had right many of them and they were very successful. But you would build a unit, put a lot of pumps in front, all self-service, forced entrance, forced exit. You'd go by a window and you would do your transaction through a window. We're still building them today, mm -hmm. but not in this style. We put a couple in there. When they would shut the lights off, they would go to bed. They lived there. Wow. Two bedroom, fully furnished kitchen. It was uh it was a hoot. That's what everyone needs is a fully furnished and kitchen we had, right next to a gas tank. Yeah, well, <laughs> well it's uh it's very safe. <laughs> but in any event, they would and I remember our first one was in Danville. Right. And uh the same couple was there thirty five years. Really? Yeah. Ralph and Lois. So, so we had right many of those. Now we don't do live-ons anymore. We, but it, the concept is still there, and we still build a building. It's a, through a sliding glass door, and I tell you, a sliding glass window, and people love it, particularly during COVID. They never had to get out of the car. They have the baby in the back seat. Never had to get them out. They go by the window, do their transaction, and off they go, fast, quick, and easy. Mm -hmm. We still do, we mainly do convenience stores, but we still do a fair amount of those quality pluses. And, and you know, I've, I've, I'm going to dispel another rumor that I believe to be true too, okay? Mm -hmm. So one was that working for your family is, oh, you've given your job. Number two is, it's my understanding the higher the price of gas goes, mm -hmm. the less money you make. Yeah, that's uh, not intuitive, is it? You would no. think that, you know, because people uh, come to us. Am I helping us, you out here? Yeah, because right. you go, the price goes up, and they go, oh, man, you're getting us now. Yeah. And then if the price goes down, they'll come up to them and say, man, I'm getting you now, you right. know. Uh, but it, we are at the end of the food chain. Right. Uh, by the time it gets from Houston all the way up to us, we're, we're the only fellow uh, beyond our nozzle is the customer, you know. Right. So we're at the end of the food chain with them. So, you know, as the price goes up, we can't pass it on quick enough, so we eat some. Right. And uh, so that makes it, when, when the customer feels bad, we, we're, we're not doing so good either. Right. When it goes down, customer's happy, but we're able to squirrel a little bit too. Right. Because of the fact that, you know, the competition is, um, 
everyone's trying to have the lowest when it's the highest, and there's a lot of competition. Um, and when it gets down, then you can kind of fluctuate a little bit because, hey, if it's $1.99 and I'm paying $1.93 over here, I'm still going to go to Quality Mart, if you, you know, whatever you, that is. You got it. Right. It's, uh, it's uh, what you said particularly is true. It's driven by competition in the street. A lot of times right. you might, somebody might go north of town and south of town's definitely go, what's the difference? Well, the competition. And you're not calling know. people and telling, hey, you do this and do that. And the reason why, and no. another reason. As <laughs> Definitely realtors, not. We don't do that either. Yeah. No, you yeah. wouldn't touch you, that with no, a, no. And why would you have to? You get a couple people in a room and decide you want to talk about gas prices, you're going to jail. Well, first of all, they really don't have to because right. the, the price is on the street. Right. Oh, you don't have to do be a genius to figure out what the price is. But Just it's, the go same, look. it's the same with real estate. Well, do you charge standard commission? No, this is what commission I charge. I don't know what someone yeah, else charges. that's right. Because, I mean, that's that's what taft hartley there we don't yeah, mess around yeah, with yeah, that you don't. i don't i won't look good in orange yeah me yeah. neither yeah, yeah, we, so yes. but um and the convenience store is what people don't realize the convenience store is really where the money is made in the gas um you know food chain in a sense of them because you 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 know you're making you know percentages on candy percentages on drinks etc and stuff like that yeah, the dynamics are a little different. Back in the old days, that might have been true, but now the cost to build something is so high. Back when, I remember the old days, you'd give your car, car wash away free just right. to fill, fill up. You can't afford to give anything free anymore. It's just the cost structure is too high. So you really need to make it on gasoline. You got to get make it on your investment on car wash. You got to make it on your convenience store. Now, what is... Uh, wildly our gasoline margins can really fluctuate you can look at on a, any kind of trade journal and read that but the inside margins are pretty consistent mm -hmm. i mean it's just an inside margin like a grocery store uh it's just a consistent margin where gasoline can be volatile i i always like to whenever i know some stuff like that from being in the industry on our side of things uh dispel you know like you guys are printing money in the back no no yeah, we got no. how many how many people uh, are employed by Quality Oil? About 1,400. 1,400. And that goes into other things. And so now we're getting into the fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we're getting ready to take a break, I know, probably. But so you did the convenience store thing, but then mm -hmm. what What were you thinking? You built a hotel? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a, another good story. In 73, if you remember, that was the first oil crisis. Was that the, uh, was that the even odd? Yes. Yes, yeah, I remember and then that. the uh, we still have a I've, not in here, but we got a thing. You'd put it. I remember working the station, right. and you have a sign, and you would say "last car." You talking about line? The cars were lined up, and you had to be the one, particularly at my size, going to a big old car with a big old fella in it, and I've got to put a last car. And the guy behind him is raising devil because I have just told him this is where it ends, and he's been sitting in line for an hour. So. I put that sign and ran. <laughs> so let's explain it because for you know for our one viewer here, yeah. Stabler, in in um, and you don't know what we're talking about, do you? <laughs> my mom and dad had even and odd cars. Oh, oh, see, they got so he drive the he would drive the odd car in, let's say on even day to the city, and she'd take us and we'd sit in the line to get gas. Yeah, there so you go. So we're always so whatever the last digit of your um, uh, license Tag. plate was. That if it was odd, you were allowed to get gas that day. That's right. Uh, so last anyway, car, holy cow! That's like walking the end of the iPhone line yeah. and saying we don't have anymore. Yeah. They don't like that too and much. The, the, the reaction wasn't too good. Yeah. 
Um, but I tell you, the, the, the civility of people are always, uh, people like to complain about it, but generally the civility of people are pretty good. Right. Anyway, back then, we were, uh, Shell had said, look, we want to get real aggressive. We want you to grow, and at one time, before we got into independent you know, brand, we were the largest Shell jobber in the country, okay. which was pretty good, and they were excited about that. So they said, we want a Shell station on every interchange on the interstates. And so they encouraged us to put one. And we had a fellow named Jim Bryant, who was in the Howard Johnson's business, but also a realtor. And he was finding these locations. And then he came to us and said, this thing is really working great, but I want to build a couple more Howard Johnsons. Why don't you be our equity partner, our finance? And we'll give 50-50. So he did the work ethic equity, we did the finance equity. And then we built them in 72, opened them in 73, all embargo. Nobody was on the road because who would get on the road when you can't get gasoline? And so they just, they were in bad shape. Right. At one time they talked about just putting a fence and a guard dog in there until this thing was over. Uh, they didn't do that. But uh, to his credit, he came to us and says, look, you can lose money as good as I can and I'm having trouble with my Howard Johnsons, I'm gonna give them to you. So he gave it to us right. and said, here's, here's your hotel back. Uh, and so we were full owners at the time, but we didn't know squat. A fellow named Jim Slate uh, was with us maybe 55 years, but uh, he took it on. And that was where I cut my teeth, uh, gasoline, mm -hmm. but I cut my teeth in the Howard Johnson on the hotel side in High Point, one in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And they came back. And back then, it was Howard Johnson's was well. The reason you had a Howard Johnson because you couldn't get a Holiday Inn, you know, kind of thing. The Hojo, but, but the Hojo. Yeah. But but back then they were the Cracker Barrel. You know, they had the taffy, they had the, they had the hot dog, yeah. Oh, yeah. they had the clams, and they had interior halls as well as exterior doors. To, I mean, they had it made with big pools. There was one on Stratford Road. Well, oh, that's right, yeah. exactly. And uh, I remember in Rock Hill. Every Wednesday night, we'd have Tammy Faye with PTL, PTL who right. was our biggest client, okay. come down for the clams with all her friends. And Hulk Hogan's come down for the hot dogs, right. you know, specialty hot dogs. So, right. uh, but so and then uh, Howard Johnson's, young Howard Johnson's ran them into the ground, and so we realized to get another franchise, and that's when we picked up uh, Hampton Inn. The right. first one that we did was in Haynes Mall in Winston and uh, never have looked back. The Hampton brand, the Hilton brands have been real good to us. So I'm, I'm out of it a little bit because my contact, of course, doesn't work here yeah, anymore right, since he right. retired. Well, he was an uh, integral, last one he integral was part Asheville? of our success. Was Asheville? Where have you been since then? Yeah, we had, uh, well, that's the last one we okay. did. All We're right. looking for one uh, in another uh, large city in North Carolina that I'm a little afraid to talk about at this time. Okay. But uh, it's in a real high-end area of Raleigh. And, but we did downtown Asheville with a rooftop bar and a little restaurant and that's uh, doing well. And so you're, you all own that oh, yeah. and- And operate it. And operate it. Right. Okay. We, want them, we figured we'd rather make our own mistake than blame somebody else for it. Yeah. And which we sure have made a lot of them. <laughs> and so then we've got a couple more minutes. Maybe we can talk about, start on this, because now, when I said earlier, it was now people really understand why I talk to you, because I'm a realtor. Um, so, over on, uh, over off 
Renolda area. There's there's this place called Greenbrier. What, what do you know about that? Yeah, that's interesting. That was our first. We were, went into partnership, uh, and we had 350 acres. It was Dr. Doug Young's dentist in town. Actually, I, my dentist is a kid. Right. And he had his home place there, and we ended up buying uh, I think it had maybe 600, don't hold me to that one, but we bought about 300 and some acres and did Greenbrier and built it out and it was great. Uh, now, Rick Crowder and his company was our partner in that. Right, and so did they not do Arbor Run? I don't think they did. Somebody, I thought, or maybe Jim, did Jim do Arbor Run? So I always say that Arbor Run's the oldest and then they did, then uh, in Louisville, then. Um, uh, Greenbrier is the middle kid, and the other one that we'll talk about after yeah. the break's the baby. Yeah, but maybe then I'm uh, wrong, I guess. If it is, I, I, okay. I, I but I, I, we were just more uh, financial partner that time, right? So, uh, but that one, Greenbrier turned out good. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Uh, Graham's gonna start telling us about this uh, little small project you got going on over off of Medlark, right? Fair enough. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. More Camel City chat. Welcome back to Camel City chat. Uh, Graham and I have been talking about a whole bunch of stuff. This, of course, is Graham Bennett, president of uh, Quality Oil. And, um, you know, I, I, the the thing that amazes me is the next subject, and that's this, uh, you, you, I guess you guys talked to the Gray family about something and mm -hmm. maybe purchased a, an acre or two over off of Medlark. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so tell us about Brookberry. Holy cow. Well, we had just... We're on the back side of Greenbrier, and that relationship is uh, was good. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were looking for something else. And quite frankly, uh, being in the gasoline and cigarette business, and we were looking for some entity that was not not gasoline. Right. Kind of diverse diverse our our operations a little bit, and did have a good feeling for how Greenbrier went. So we rolled into the 800 acre. Uh, development that was part of Bowman Gray, mm -hmm. and I know who you've talked to, Bo, yeah. and Bo couldn't have been kinder doing the, all of it, and quite frankly, once we got it, preserving uh, the heritage and helped us with good advice, and and uh, actually has, uh, we've uh, sold the manor house to uh, someone that grew up here, uh, Berkeley, and uh, Berkeley In Burke Ingram's daughter, Berkeley, and she has, uh, bought that house and refurbished and Bo actually found some old furniture to go to figure out how to go back. But He's a good guy. The, the 800, he is a great guy and been most kind to us. Um, but we ended up uh, buying it and developing it and you know 08 hit and that kind of stopped people in the tracks a little bit Just but little. that's okay. It's, it's been a great development and uh, a diverse and I'd say that we started with uh, you know, really higher price houses everywhere. And now we've realized that uh, this community needed a different product, different price points, as long as it was appropriate for Bookberry. And that, that's what we've been working real hard at. And we're probably, uh, we've just crossed the creek, which was a big uh, thing for us. And so we've, we're uh, well, well over halfway. Right. Uh, and things are going great. Yeah. It's a, I mean, a phenomenal development. Um, I don't it's turned think out good. It's it's turned out okay. Yeah, yeah. You might have made a dollar back on that one. <laughs> well, well, it, it's uh, it it it. I think it's a uh, 
represent the community nice. It's uh, when you ride around the neighborhood, it's a lot of it's back to nature and it's a lot of walking trails. And I think people today, they like a swimming pool, but they want outdoor living right. more than anything I else. I love your amenities package in your two developments. Yeah, good. You know, I mean, that's, so I live in Brookbury. If I, you know, if I want to, I can go buy, I can mm -hmm. go, uh, you know, rent the barn or whatever mm -hmm. like that. Right, right. Um, you know, if, I, if, if you live in Brookbury, you can go and, you know, have the, uh, something out on the pond in that screened in porch. I mean, you, yeah, you, you guys yeah. have done well, all the Well, you're very familiar with it. Man. Well, I don't live That's there. I, you know, I, I, I got to, <laughs> I might need a rate. I'm just kidding. No, um, I have a lot of friends that live out there and I've sold several homes out there. Um, and uh, we had looked out there but couldn't find what we were looking for when we, when we were um, looking a couple years back. Um, but what I will say is, is uh, we've had a neighbor just recently, I think, move, and they're going to build in there. Great. Um, and I, uh, I, I do some stuff with Jonathan Lee with the Home oh, Builders yeah. Association. Great. One of our, he built one of a our outstanding builders. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I could name Rich Acre. I mean, you know, yeah. there's so yep. many you, out there. You got them all. Um, but um, it's more yeah. diverse today. If you were looking today, uh, you can you can find a product that. Would oh, I think so. And more and, so now than ever before. And you know when. Uh, if I didn't have a child, then I'd be up in the front there at the, at right. the close entrance yeah. to the villages. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, that's turned out nice. Yeah, it's it's it, you've done excellent. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, plans for another development are going to finish finish. Well, we we still got some uh, uh, legs to go yet on this one, and we've got a great team here that runs it. Uh, you know, construction, and real estate, and finance, and mm -hmm. uh, just got some. Terrific talent with a lot of imagination and always thinking. And our partner is Berkshire Hathaway, right? And they do us a great job in regard to always giving us their breadth of knowledge that they have across this they, country. Yeah. They've got some good agents. They, they sure do. Job on that. Yeah. Um, now, all right. So we've done developing. We've done gas, oil, convenience stores. We've mm. done. Um, let's see. Uh, hotels. I mean, is there anything else? Yeah, we're pretty big in the uh, transportation business. We okay. actually have a reliable tank line. It's a okay. separate LLC, but it's part of us. And, you know, we're still in the fuel oil and propane. Right. Uh, but the reliable tank line is a common carrier, and we probably represent 30% of its business, you know, internally. Okay. Uh, the rest of it is hauling for other customers. We like the CSSX, the CSX Railroads, or other convenience stores, Ingalls, Lowe's Foods. So... Uh, that's a growing business in, in different terminals from Spartanburg to Belton to Greensboro to Selma, uh, Roanoke. Uh, so you, you actually provide uh, oil for the trains for CSX? Uh, we did. Okay. Uh, that's a contract thing. We're out of it now, but hoping to get back into it. But yes, that's what we did. And wow. we'll run it down to Hamlet and I think Sherall, but uh, that, was a, that was a good customer for us. Hmm. Uh, but we haul, we just haul fuel oil or haul gasoline. So or like haul, if I'm an independent? Yeah, we'll haul for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a growing. And, and oddly enough, our off-road, which is part of our fuel oil and propane, propane really is growing in the agricultural and the 120s and the fire logs and, and a lot of heat and non-gas territory. Fuel oil is still alive and well, if you know. But uh, where we're growing is the off-road where you go, what is that? Well... Uh, it's grading jobs. So it used to be if you were grading a site, whether it be Brookberry or a shopping center, it might last two, three weeks. But now you can get on a highway grading 
and be on there for two years. So that's our, so and we're really that, growing yeah. that nicely. And uh, we got a Raleigh operation, Charlotte and Winston. And so it's, uh, we've become a, that's been a nice piece of business providing grading. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, and we've gotten into uh, emergency uh, management where if someone has a hurricane down in Florida, all the Duke Powers and the Pikes of the world go down there. Somebody's got to be down there to fuel those trucks to keep them going. Wow. So we've kind of uh, are developing a, an emergency management to follow that crowd down there, and uh, they got we got it down pat pretty good to keep them rolling. Mm -hmm. Which means generally they work all during the day. We fill them at night so they they're ready to go in the morning. And hopefully you got a hotel close by, right? Well, that's, I saw, you know, that's, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we never go to where we have our own hotel, but right. getting, getting, we, we've had to figure out, and who knows, just stay where you can stay. Well, let's do something different. Yeah, you bet. All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's reminisce. Oh, well, let's go. So you were born here in town. Yeah. Where'd you go to school? Uh, went to Summit, and then went off to school, and then went off to uh, Chapel Hill. Okay. Right. And so... Um, what was it like on Renolda Road mm. when you were growing up? Yeah, that's funny. First because of all, they, had they done the Renolda house and all that stuff? Oh and, yeah, yeah. I mean, but had they had they made it in the shops and stuff like that? No, right? No, yeah. no. That was. Uh, and when when were you born? Fifty two. So what? Wake was here when? Fifty eight. Something like that. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah, that's okay. But I, back the, the, I, the only thing I really remember is. You get home from school, right. and most of us back then played middle middle school sports, right. and you know that's when the coach he put you through the paces. First of all, the teacher was allowed to whip you. Right. You know, hell, they they would whip you, and the last thing we would ever say is the teachers, well, I'm gonna tell your daddy. Whoop, stop right there. Mm -hmm. That paddle, go get that paddle. Yeah. Let's get out of the way, but don't tell my dad. You know, but but you'd go to the, uh, play sports, and then you come home. The first thing every mother would say is, get out of the house and don't come back until dinner. So everybody was out in the streets. You remember, right. you know, everybody, and a lot of them didn't have air conditioning at the time. I, we had a big old attic fan, but you, everybody would go out. And so you'd have the best time in the world with the neighborhood, and nobody even thought anything about anything. Everybody was just running, and, I, and the mosquito truck would come, and you take your bike and follow the mosquito truck. You wouldn't even think twice about it, <laughs> what they do. So that's a, there's your big one is, yeah. it is uh, the environment. Everybody just enjoyed the outdoors and kids played out and they, nobody was scared of anything. Now it's, it's a different environment out there. What are your fond Winston-Salem memories? Any places? Yeah. Cruising Stratford Road, I, yeah. I, I did yeah. that, I don't think you did. And um, we were oddly enough involved with the Staley's. We actually Staley's, okay. built the Staley's and, and had a relationship was with Old Man Was it Sam's Staley. Gourmet that was in Thruway? It was, yeah. but that wasn't us. No, no, I'm just saying that's, that's, yeah. that's oh, what I remember. Yeah. The other is, is the uh, K&W blowing up. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one yeah. too. Uh, my memory is going downtown right. as a kid. Uh, Getting clothes. And it, it, your dentist was downtown. I remember Dr. Spoon was in the Nissan building. Right. Uh, you had Bocock Strad. You had the two. The two uh, movie studios were was a babysitting. Right. You know, you'd be dropped off in the morning and picked up and maybe the afternoon after 
right. goofing around at the movie theater. And wasn't there pennies downtown? It was or a Tallheimer's and a Sears. Yeah, Tallheimer's was down there, and then a Sears. I remember they had those caramel marshmallow candies wrapped in oh, wax God. paper that was dynamite. I'm noticing your butterscotch over there. By yeah, the way. that's right. Yeah. But, but I, you know, then, then, you know, then downtown uh, goes to shopping centers and like the throughways and then the Haynes Mall. And so downtown was dead. But now look at it. This is live and active in Wake Forest with Innovation Quarter and through the graciousness of Reynolds giving all those buildings away and our leadership. I mean, that's what you're doing here is celebrating the city with, that we live in. Well, but downtown is uh, really remarkable the difference from a kid being alive in the when I, my teenage and college is dead and now as live as he could be so it, it is funny because you know when I called you and, and you called me back you you were like oh no I'll, I'll absolutely do that I love what you're doing and I, I don't think of it as doing something this is as I told you it's to um, to cure a vice of, of I've always done like a radio show or something like that and but it also allows me to meet great people like you and and learn about stuff and um, so, um, you know, I just, I appreciate you saying what you said to me about that. It's, it's, it's fun. Um, Winston-Salem is a lot to celebrate. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the thing that, the reason why it's funny when you said Staley's, I remember Staley's where, and all that stuff, but with Sam's Gourmet, there was my, my dad to this day still says that a guy that used to work, do you know, um, Jim Martin? Uh, his his dad was Earl Martin. Earl Earl Martin. Yeah, I do know Jim, the one in finance. Here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah James. nice guy. Yeah, yeah. So we his in, dad, uh, we blows together or something like that. Okay, Boy his, Scout thing. His dad, my dad, feels like put Sam's Gourmet out of business because they had like the two ninety nine salad bar, and Earl was about this big around but could eat you know the whole <laughs> salad bar. Well, which one had the shredded lettuce that was so good? Well, Town Steakhouse. Town Steakhouse. Yeah. Carriage, carriage House and Town Steakhouse, yep. And then one of them would bring you uh, the cheese and crackers and watermelon, pickled watermelon rinds. That was uh, if the cheese in the container, I yeah. think, was Carriage House. I think that's what I yeah. saw. But, you know, and, and that's funny, too, is to go back and think about all the stuff. As, as I told you, I want to have a guest here that uh, grew up here, and he and I were sitting in Nashville. Uh, at a National Realtors event and just, he goes, you remember that? Do you remember that? So, um, you know, when we come back from break, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, quality, uh, oil and Mart and all that stuff. And I also want to talk about um, where you see Winston-Salem going and things you want to talk about. And if you've got stuff here that we need to see, please tell us. And <laughs> I mean, this is old stuff. Look at that, that's a tie. Yeah. That's wow. <laughs> so we'll be right back with more Camel City Chat here. Welcome back to Camel City Chat. I'm here with Graham Bennett, uh, president of Quality Oil. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't asked you this. You, you you led me down the path, and I didn't even go down this path. I, I realize that. So you met your wife. Now, you have kids, family. What's going on with uh, yeah. people? Uh, you, do you have kids working for you? <laughs> well, uh, indir yeah, actually, indirectly. Let's see. Uh, uh, as I said, I met my wife in Raleigh. Right. We were both working for uh, Governor Jim Hunt at that time. Okay. One of one of the best experiences that I've ever had. Uh, worked three years, a year in his campaign, two years in his administration, and I actually my office was right next to his, and uh, and so I got to see firsthand uh, that. Uh, Were you his AA? I was is head of all his boards and commissions okay. and uh, his county organizations kind okay. of thing, yeah. and uh, saw where. 
there, there is a noble cause in politics and government, and he, he was there because he thought the good Lord tapped him on the shoulder to be a public servant, and right. he worked all the time. I tell you, he was the workingest guy, and you never went to bed thinking anything bad was going to happen, you know, integrity or character-wise. He was just that good. So great experience, and I uh, met my wife there. Uh, I've got three children, five grandchildren. Uh, I have my daughter and son-in-law, uh, who actually works here. Okay. He, he uh, graduated from Carolina, uh, got his law, law degree at Wake, and now getting his MBA at Duke. So, but one of the nicest fellows you'll ever meet in okay. regard. But he's here, so luckily we got some really smart talent. And I have my brother Jimmy, who is 12 years uh, younger than I am. He was the youngest of eight children in my dad, dad mother's uh, family. And he's with us. He sold his company and did great and got bored. And I caught him at a weak moment and convinced him to come over here. So Those we are the have best ones when it's like, hey, it yeah, works for everybody. Yeah, that's right. So succession and leadership and uh, uh, a heritage of family uh, will still be here for a while. Now, there were two founders, mm -hmm. and you're. You're obviously the Bennett side. The other founder was Joe Glenn, and, and his family still works here too, right? Yeah, his his uh, brother uh, uh, Jimmy Glenn, right. uh, who worked with my father Bert Bennett, and he was here with his son uh, Kirk Glenn. Right. And so, really, for a long time, it was Jimmy Glenn, Bert Bennett, Kirk Glenn, Graham Bennett, right. the two families, and I'm the last one standing. But uh, Kirk is still on our board and was uh, just a, a, a great great mentor and yeah. still here and still active as a board member. Yeah, so we're three generations, four generations with your yeah, that's kids a, here. That's exactly. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And it's yeah. usually that first to second where it happens. Well, a third happen. is supposed to screw it up, which is me. So yeah. uh, thus far, I'm hanging you're in there. you your best, I've been, right? I've been pretty lucky thus far. <laughs> you're so, trying your best. Yeah. Um, and uh, the three boys, the three grandchildren live about five minutes from me. Okay. And then I've got two, my son and his wife and two daughters live in Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, while she's getting her master, I mean, her uh, PhD over there. And he's in the I film business. I know you don't go visit them at all, right? Well, I tell you this, it's too far away. Okay. Uh, thank goodness for FaceTime or But you whatever. play, you, you play golf? I, I play at it enough right. to try to avoid it. I'd go, rather go hunting and fishing. Right. Yeah. I noticed this picture over there. When did you get that? Where? The last clamshell. Yeah, how about that? Somebody gave that to me. I think it, is there a... There's a Winston store that's pretty good, Camel yeah. City store. Right. Well, I know. I think I know who did that. Yeah. That's interesting. And oh, uh, awesome. somebody gave that to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I want to ask you where you see us going, and then it, uh, maybe we can just do a couple little teasers or something sure. to show uh, you've got the plans for the actual Shell station, right. so we, I want to see that. Maybe we, we can do. use that as a, a clip or something. Yeah. But you bet. Where is Winston going, and how are you liking it getting there? Well, I, I, the progress of Winston has just been dynamic. If you look at the past, you have Reynolds, Piedmont Airlines, Haynes Underwear, Hennis Trucking, McLean Trucking. Of course, you had the hospital. But, you know, you, you look around, a lot of those big boys are not what they were at that one time. And uh, they were, I mean, you think about the leadership and, and the strength of it. And... And then we kind of went, they went on ways we didn't really replace them. But so a lot of hard work to build downtown, build 
companies back again, make it attractive to stay. I think we've if you look at five, last five to ten years with some leadership of key people in this town, it's really a remarkable. And I think we were ranked as one of the best cities to live in now, mm -hmm. uh, economic development as well as just quality of life, and our universities and our medical, uh, our, our highway systems close to our airport, and you know just PTI just a, announced boom, which yeah. was a pretty cool thing, and then you got Toyota Battery. Um, but I tell you another thing: you look at that uh, old Intergon building that uh, Don Flo's done and put all the entrepreneurial ship. Uh, uh, feeder companies in there, and I would, and I think we will rank right behind Austin, Texas, in regards to the entrepreneurial environment. So it's amazing what a town of Haynes Underwear and Piedmont Airlines and Reynolds, which were just wonderful companies, Walkovia, mm -hmm. uh, and now we have morphed into more of an emerging fun city. Uh, and the downtown vibrancies like Austin and now the entrepreneurial spirit and all these companies that are coming out from this entrepreneurial e effort with some traditional companies like Quality Oil Company uh, that's still out there and uh, modern uh, with the Fowler family, uh, Don Flo and David Neal. So there's a lot of generational companies that are still hanging in there and uh, giving back. but. Uh, the entrepreneurial spirit in this town is really an attractive, uh, puts us on an innovation quarter, has put us, and Dr. Tyler with all that regenerative information. We're quite, we're, we have come quite a way, and I think that's a predictor of the future. I think the end of the day is uh, we have put ourselves to make the future even brighter. All right, sir, we're almost done. <laughs> that's good. The question no one likes. Mr. Bennett, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, yeah. You know, I, uh, you know, it's funny. When you're young, you want to be remembered for making it, and whether it's monetarily or whatever, just making it, what the hell that might mean. But uh, I, I hope my, my grandkids say I was a kind granddad. Folks here would say I was kind and did the right thing. Mm -hmm. So you kind of... Age kind of mellows you to okay. answer it right. I you think know. you're doing okay. <laughs> well, you work at it every day. Well, I, I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing this plan, and um, uh, it's it's neat. that I, I had no clue that you guys were the ones that patented that, and mm -hmm. um, something we learn, and, um, you know, we, we just really appreciate you being well, here. Well, you do great work. Thank, thank you, you for what you so do, much. too. Yeah. And uh, Smitty's Notes is celebrating 25 years. So we want to thank Jeff Smith for sponsoring us out. Uh, check out smittysnotes.com. And uh, more about you guys. I mean, I, I, I learned a lot of the stuff that I asked you questions about on your website. You guys got a great website, a lot of history. And so make sure to check you guys out there. And, of course, where do they buy their gas? Got to buy it from us. Okay. That's good. It'll cure COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we appreciate it, and thanks so much. Likewise. We'll be yeah. back with more Camel Seed Chat next time.